It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Spain's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Spain's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for players. Uh, so those familiar with it can jump ahead to around the four-minute mark uh, where we begin to talk about the team. Actually, the times for each selection are at the top of the show notes. And for YouTube watchers, it includes a timestamp so that you can just click directly uh, to go to that point. For those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to the end of the media cast, the last uh, 10 minutes or so, where we summarize the likely starters. And uh, prior to that, with about 20 to 25 minutes remaining, we'll have some discussion on the squad, uh, the main issues with the squad, their club affiliations, some statistics, and uh, an overview of the new injured and outgoing players. So we'll also be editing this media cast into a shorter version uh, for those who are just looking for an overview. But for those looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. We go through the players and how likely they are to make it to the final squad. Uh, we explain why we think so and give information on each player's history and standing with the squad. And the way we do this is first by organizing the players into their designated positions. And uh, we always note that there's uh, a bit of artificiality here since players don't always play in their coded positions. Uh, nevertheless, it's a good way to organize the discussion. And then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our soccer files. And using that data, we try to predict how likely the player is to make the team uh, based mostly on their recent participation, but a couple of other factors as well. And we categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. And we also mention big players who have recently retired and make note of any who are currently injured. And then at the end, we finish with a quick run through of the squad again and try to determine which players will be starters. And for those following on YouTube, we have a very simple graphic where we list the names so you can actually uh, see the players' names. And uh, it's the same broadcast for the audio uh, podcast, so we're going to try to repeat the names a few times to help listeners familiarize themselves uh, so that you know the names of the players who are stepping onto the field and possibly a little bit about them. You can impress your friends by telling them a few details about substitutes coming in and the like. Uh, and that's as much as we can do to this point. But as rosters are being published, we're going to do uh, an update episode on teams and players. So for the players, that will essentially be going over our predictions here and updating them based on the games played to that point and any information, uh, any new information we have. And uh, by that time, we will have the final roster so we can say which players were selected. So keep your eye out for those uh, probably in mid-November, those update podcasts. And now we can move on to talk about Spain. So we've done a couple of podcasts on uh, Spain. We did the uh, Euro 2020 preview. And then uh, we've already published the team uh, the team media casts for the World Cup here. So um, Group D is done. And uh, we have a couple of takeaways from those podcasts. 
uh, in terms of the team. So uh, number one, the dynasty period is over for Spain. They uh, won three tournaments in a row from 2008 uh, to 12, and that kind of came crashing down with a group stage exit from the 2014 World Cup. And uh, perhaps the last nail in the coffin there was Sergio Ramos not making the 2020 Euro Cup. And indeed, uh, no real Madrid players uh, making that team. So uh, I think a couple of players who were young during that period still remain, but the heart of the team uh, is done. So that leads us to our second point. Uh, how have they done going forward? Uh, so we'll come back to this at the end. But uh, basically, uh, Spain had a fairly ambivalent history uh, prior to 2008, prior to the dynasty. They were a respectable team, but not among the top teams. Uh, generally, they had a ceiling of reaching the quarterfinals of tournaments uh, at best, although they did that regularly enough. Uh, the question uh, going forward was, would they, uh, would they be able to rebuild and remain in and around the top teams? And uh, it's still kind of open to debate, and we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more at the end. Uh, and finally, is the absence of Real Madrid players uh, in the 2020 uh, Euro Cup significant? Now, I, I, I do know this was a very sensitive issue in the past, uh, that uh, basically the manager they had tended to favor either Real Madrid or Barcelona um, and would choose most of the players from there. I sense that it's not as much of an issue now uh, and I believe former national team uh, or, or current national team managers are more uh, kind of uh, fair-minded about it, just trying to choose the best players. But to be honest, I'm not really intimate enough with the Spanish team to know uh, if this is still an issue. But it will be interesting to see how many Real Madrid players uh, make this uh, squad, given that there were none um, last time around. All right, we'll come back to those issues and a couple more at the end of the podcast. Now let's move on to formations. And this is blessfully easy uh, with uh, Spain because basically it is always a 4-3-3 formation. But I also use this segment to kind of uh, talk about the games that we're covering during this period uh, in our discussion. So uh, we had the Euro Cup, uh, of course, in, in the summer of 2021. And uh, uh, there you can see all six games. Uh, they used a 4-3-3 formation. And uh, the games we'll kind of be looking at in terms of participation during this period uh, begin with the World Cup qualifying. So they had five World Cup qualifying games after the Euro 2021. Again, all a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, they also had kind of leftovers from the 2021-22 Nations League. Most teams were finished uh, uh, kind of that season, but they uh, topped their group uh, over Germany, who they who they meet here in the World Cup, actually, and uh, they had to play a semi-final and a final. So they had two games there, and it was a 4-3-3 formation in both of those. They also had a couple of friendlies. Um, and they used a 4-3-3 formation in those. And uh, in the Nations League, the, the more recent season of the Nations League, they have played four of the six games. They're going to play the last two games uh, at the end of September. And uh, it was a 4-3-3 in each of those 
each of those games they played in June there. So that makes it um, 13 games that they played since the Euro Cup. So we'll mostly be judging uh, who we think is going to make the team based on participation uh, in those 13 games, um, as well as a couple of other factors that we'll take into account. All right, let's move on to the player-by-player section of the podcast. And we will take a look at the uh, manager. Well, the manager is Louis Henrique. And uh, we'll talk a bit more about him. But just to to fill in a little history, um, uh, Vincent Del Bosque was the manager who kind of led them through most of their glory period uh, from 2010 onwards anyway. And he went all the way to the... Uh, Euro 2016 uh, Cup as the manager. Uh, after that, um, uh, Julian uh, Lopetequi uh, uh, came in as the manager and actually uh, led them through qualification for the uh, 2018 World Cup. However, just before the World Cup began, uh, they replaced him with Fernando Herrero, uh, Fernando Hierro, um, a veteran of uh, Spain's team who played from uh, 1989 to 2002, and he actually uh, led them through the 2018 World Cup, where they reached the round of 16, and uh, that was a disappointing uh, f- uh, result and a disappointing exit too. They were expected to beat uh, Russia in that round of 16. Uh, game, but it went to a penalty shootout and they lost there. So Fernando Hierro, uh, sorry, Hierro, uh, stepped down uh, after the tournament, a very short uh, uh, stint there since he had started just two days before the tournament began. And uh, Luis Enrique came in. So from 2018, uh, he's been their manager. Actually, there was a bit of bother for a few months. Um, uh, where he actually left the team, I think, for four months and then uh, came back. But we'll just say, for the sake of simplicity, he's been there since 2018. And he led them through the Euro Cup uh, in 2020. He was kind of accused of uh, favouring uh, Barcelona, who he has a history with, um, because there were no real Madrid players uh, in the squad. But... Uh, um, uh, nevertheless, uh, so he actually did coach uh, or manage Barcelona before uh, 2018, from 2014 to 17, and then uh, was with uh, managing Celta de Vigo and Roma in Italy in 2010 and 12. He was with Barcelona before that. As a player, too, he was with Barcelona uh, from 1996 to 2004. But to complicate matters, he also played for Real Madrid from 1991 to 1996. So we won't go into too much detail on that, but he was on the national team uh, from 1991 to 2002, and he earned 62 caps and scored uh, 12 goals in his time. So Luis Enrique, the uh, manager uh, of Spain, and I don't think that will change before, but (laughs) given the 2018 World Cup, you never know. Uh, all right, let's move on to goalkeepers, and we'll begin just by naming the candidates and their likelihood. So Unai Simon is a definite candidate, as is uh, Robert Sanchez. And we have a likely candidate in David Rea. And uh, a possible but unlikely uh, 
uh, candidate in David De Gea, as well as uh, Arnau Tennis. Um, and finally, we have uh, Kepa Arizabalaga uh, seemingly off the squad. So I'll tell you what's been going on with them that makes us uh, um, categorize them that way. So let's go back to Unai Simon. And he uh, started 12 of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was on the bench for the one, for one other. So um, Unai Simon actually just started with Spain in 2020, uh, but has 27 caps and zero goals. And as you can see, it's the starting keeper there uh, at 25 years old. So he plays for Athletic Bilbao in, in Spain. Um, and has, you know, basically been with fairly small clubs there. Uh, but he was the starter in the Euro 2020 tournament. And uh, he actually saved uh, uh, two penalties in, a, in their Game 5 uh, winning penalty shootout over uh, Switzerland. So uh, saving Fabian Schar, Emmanuel Aquini's uh, penalties there. I think I'm going too deep down the rabbit hole here. So Unai Emery, uh, young, but... Um, uh, firmly established as a starter here. We also have Robert Sanchez uh, as a definite candidate, even though he didn't start any of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. Uh, he was subbed in for one, and he was on the bench for 10, so consistently on the bench, just two games that he was not called up for. And uh, he's very new to the team since 2021, and he has just that one cap as a substitute, and is also 25 years old, like uh, Unai Simon. He plays for Brighton in England uh, since 2018, and um, was actually loaned to some fairly small English clubs uh, there, so he's risen up quite quickly too. He also was on the roster for the Euro 2020 Cup, uh, but he didn't see any action. Simon starting all the games there. So uh, both of them, uh, Euro 2020, their first uh, uh, tournament. But uh, even less experienced is our likely candidate, David Rea. He got his first cap in March 2022, and he started one of the remaining six games uh, till June 2022, and he was on the bench for five others. So... Uh, having been called up in March, he's consistently been called up since. So one cap since 2022, his first, and uh, he's actually a bit older than the others at 27 years old. He plays in England also for Brentford, uh, that's since 2019. And uh, he was with Blackburn uh, before that and actually with Blackburn's youth club, so spent most of his soccer career uh, in England, although he was with a youth club in Spain before uh, moving to Blackburn. Now, some may be surprised uh, to hear David De Gea as a possible but unlikely candidate, uh, but in fact, he uh, didn't start any of their 13 games since the Euro Cup in 2021, and he was on the bench for the first seven, but they're not called up for the last six matches, so uh, the manager seemed to favour David Rea, uh, towards the end of the period that we're looking at. Looking at. So David De Gea played for Spain from 2014 to 2020 and earned 45 caps in that time. And he's 32 years old now. So uh, he was on the team actually for the, uh, um, well, he was considered for the 2010 World Cup, actually. He was selected for the preliminary squad uh, and didn't make the final cut. 
Uh, same in 2012 for the Euro Cup. So his first tournament was 2014, where he was uh, on the bench. Uh, Iker Casillas, um, uh, the starting keeper there, and actually Pepe Reina uh, ahead of him too. But for the 2016 Euro Cup onwards, uh, he was the starter, or I should say 2016 Euro and 2018 World Cup. Uh, but as we saw for the Euro 2020, he wasn't the starter. However, he was there uh, on the bench there. So kind of uh, drifting off the team, uh, David De Gea, although he still uh, uh, is the starting keeper for Manchester United in England and has been so for the last uh, 10 years. Since 2011, he was with Atletico Madrid uh, for a couple of years before that. Uh, and also with Atletico's Madrid uh, uh, Youth Club too. Uh, okay, we also have a possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Arno Tennis. So Arno Tennis got his first appearance on the bench in March 2022 and didn't start any of their remaining five games, uh, but was on the bench for one of them and with the under-21 team for two and not selected for two. So made a brief appearance, so I won't go into detail. He may come into the picture in the future. He's just 21 years old and uh, right now playing for Barcelona B in Spain. So probably this tournament coming a bit too soon for him, but uh, we may see him down the road. Finally, we have Kepa Arizabalaga, and uh, he... Uh, last appeared uh, for Spain on the bench in November 2020. So uh, he played for Spain from 2017 to 2020 and earned 11 caps in that time. He's only 28 years old. Uh, he plays for Chelsea uh, in England since 2018. Uh, he's not the starting keeper for them, though. Uh, Mendy from Senegal uh, is. Um, before Chelsea, he played for uh, Atletico Bilbao, uh, from 2015 to 2018 and was with some other clubs, but he was with Athletic Bilbao's uh, um, youth club. Sorry, I said Athletic Bilbao, but it's Athletic Bilbao uh, with their youth club from 2004, from 10 years old. Uh, in terms of tournaments, he was on the roster for the 2018 World Cup. Uh, but he was a uh, uh, backup keeper, probably the third string keeper there, and uh, has never um, uh, played a tournament game. He wasn't selected for the uh, uh, 2020 Euro Cup, so kind of been off the team for a while. But uh, young enough that we, we might see him in the future. Okay, so that is the goalkeepers candidates, and we'll finish with a summary of the, uh, of the goalkeeper saga. And it's very simple. Uh, it's been Unai Simon um, in all games except for a single friendly, uh, the the friendly against Albania where David Rea started and um, he was subbed out for one game. So uh, Unai Simon uh, apparently holding down the starting position there. Let's move on to defenders. And we'll start with the central defender role, and we have uh, the following candidates here. So, Pau Torres, we have as a definite, and uh, Eric Garcia as a likely, and uh, Emmerich Laporte, um, a bit of an injury concern with him, which we'll talk about, but uh, we have him as a likely. And uh, we also have Inigo Martinez as likely. 
we have Diego Lorente as portable, and we have Raul Albio as uh, seemingly off the squad, uh, along with Sergio Ramos, uh, seemingly off the squad. So let's go back to the uh, top and talk about Pau Torres. So he started five of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was also on the bench for five, and it was the actually the first three matches that he was not selected for, so the last 10 matches uh, called up. And he's been with Spain since 2019 and has 21 caps and one goal and is 25 years old. He plays for uh, Villarreal, in Spain, and uh, basically has been with those apart from a short loan spell to Malaga. Uh, he was with their youth club, Villarreal's youth club, since five years of age from 2002. So, Pau Torres, he was, uh, uh, his first tournament was the 2020 um, Euro Cup, where he started uh, about half of the games and subbed into uh, half of the games there. And uh, yeah, okay, so uh, Pau Torres, uh, central defender, a definite candidate. We have Eric Garcia, who played six of their 13 games since the uh, Euro Cup. He was on the bench for four others and injured for two, so just one match that he wasn't called up for. And Eric Garcia has been with the team just since 2020, uh, 18 caps and no goals. He is only 21 years old and plays for Barcelona in Spain. Uh, he was actually with Manchester City uh, in England, both their senior team and uh, the youth club towards the end of his youth. He was with Barcelona's youth club uh, since 2008 from seven years old. These guys start young, uh, just moved to Manchester City in the last year of his youth career. Eric Garcia, a likely candidate. Uh, oh, no, I didn't give his tournament history. So he was part of the Euro 2020 squad. Uh, he started games three, four, and six. So basically, he and uh, Pau Torres kind of exchanged uh, starts uh, there. Okay, uh, next is Emmerich Laporte. And we would probably have him as the definite candidate, except for a bit of an injury concern which may not be a concern at all, but we'll talk about it. Uh, Emmerich Laporte is, uh, okay, he started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for one and uh, not selected for the last four matches. And that may have had something to do with his injury because he's kind of been struggling with that uh, injury for a while and actually had knee surgery uh, over the summer. So he is uh, recovering from knee surgery. Now, I do believe he's expected to return uh, before the uh, World Cup, actually, uh, in September, I think I read. He was actually born in France, and he came up through France's uh, youth system, was a bit of a star uh, in that system, and uh, but always injuries kind of uh, interfered with his career. So, um, I know he was called up for some French games uh, for Euro 2020 qualifying, and I think he uh, actually might have been on the bench for some, but he didn't play any, uh, and then he got injured. So shortly before the Euro 2020 Cup, uh, Spain, I guess, processed the papers or made it possible 
for him to play for uh, Spain. So uh, he was with Spain's squad for Euro 2020, and he started and finished all six games in that tournament. So now uh, he's a Spanish player and um, uh, is a likely candidate for this cup. But uh, that mostly depends on fitness. If his uh, if his uh, uh, fitness is good. He he's probably a definite candidate. Okay, let's move on to uh, Inigo Martinez, our last uh, likely candidate. So he started four of their thirteen games since the twenty twenty one Euro Cup, and he was on the bench for six. But he was injured for two and not selected for just one match there. So he's been around for a long time, since 2013. But he only has 19 caps and one goal. He's 31 years old. He plays for uh, Athletic Bilbao in Spain since 2018 and was with uh, Real Sociedad in Spain for a long time before that, from 2011 to 2018. However, he never made a tournament and in fact was off the team for a two uh, for a three-year period uh actually off the team for two spells three years and two years but uh, uh came back but anyway has never made a tournament uh and it's uh this, this one is uh, his most likely um having uh, enjoyed a longer stint with uh, spain uh, with uh, spain call-ups uh, recently Okay, we move on to Diego Lorente. So uh, he started two of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was on the bench for three others, uh, but he was not selected for eight matches, including the last seven. So kind of drifting off the team towards the end there. Uh, he's been with Spain since 2016, uh, but only has 10 caps uh, there. Uh, he's 29 years old. He plays for Leeds United in England since 2020, and he was with Real Sociedad uh, before that and with Real Madrid uh, before that. So he actually was with, with Real Madrid's uh, youth club, even though uh, he was lo loaned out to a couple of teams there um, with their youth club from 2002 uh, to 2012 and even with a couple of youth clubs before that. So uh, he was selected for Euro 2020, but he was uh, just on the bench there, and in fact not even on the bench for Game 3 uh, there. He received a red card in qualifying, Spain's only red card in uh, qualifying for that tournament. So um, Diego Lorente, a possible candidate here. And uh, given that they probably will bring five or six um five or six uh, central defenders, he, he does have a reasonably uh, good chance, although they have been using uh, some players from other positions in their central defence. Let's talk about uh, the player who seems to be off the team. So uh, Raul Albiol uh, actually returned after a 22-month absence, so almost two years absence, but returned in September 21. Uh, not starting any of their 13 games there, but he was subbed in for two and on the bench for one. However, he was not selected for the last 10 matches there. So we have him as seemingly off the team. And uh, he's a real veteran. He's been with Spain since uh, 2007 and has 58 caps, no goals though, and uh, is probably aging out here at 37 years old. But he's still playing club soccer for Villarreal in Spain. And prior to that, he played for Napoli 
uh, Real Madrid and Valencia. So a pretty good resume for these players. And similarly, in terms of tournaments, uh, never really was a starter in tournaments. His first one was uh, Euro 2008. And... Um, uh, he he was uh, started a B team game uh, in that tournament. I won't go through all the tournaments, but the only one he started in uh, was the Confederations Cup in two thousand and nine, and even there he only started uh, half of the games. Uh, but he was on the roster for uh, World Cup two thousand and ten and fourteen, uh, as well as Euro Cup uh, two thousand and twelve and the two thousand and thirteen Confederations Cup. However. After the 2014 World Cup, he hasn't managed to uh, reach a tournament since there. So a bit of a surprise to see him coming back in. But he just kind of seems like he just kind of popped up uh, his head there and is not really a candidate. Uh, finally, we have Sergio Ramos. Uh, Sergio Ramos last appeared for the national team in March 2021. So uh, shortly before the Euro Cup. And he has such a long history with Spain, it would take a long time to go through. But let me put it this way, he has 180 caps since 2005. So his first tournament was the World Cup in 2006. And he was basically integral uh, to all the, in all the tournaments up to uh, 2018 World Cup, where he was the captain. Uh, however, despite scoring four goals in Euro 2020 qualifying, um, making him uh, one of their three top scorers uh, there. He wasn't selected for Euro 2020, and that was uh, kind of a combination of struggling with injury and then uh, not playing with his club team that much. But again, uh, as I mentioned, that kind of um, brought out some controversy in Spain because he was the, probably the most likely Real Madrid player uh, and when he wasn't selected, that meant no Real Madrid players uh, were selected. So, um, Sergio Ramos. So, uh, yeah, seems to be off the team um, there. So, let's summarize this position. And it's a bit complex. As you can see, uh, none of the players have played more than half of the games. All of them have played less than half or started less than half the games. So, uh, in the European Cup, it was Pau Torres and uh, Emmerich Laporte in uh, games one, two, and five. And then Eric Garcia replaced Pau Torres for three uh, three of those games. In World Cup qualifying, it started with uh, Garcia and Laporte. And um, again, Inigo Martinez and Pau Torres uh, kind of came in and out of that position alongside Laporte. Uh, Laporte uh, um, uh, was in the Nations League final games, those two Nations League final games there. And uh, he was accompanied by Garcia in one and Torres in the other. So always the same set of characters um, with Hugo uh, Guillemont uh, making an appearance in one of the two friendlies. Uh, for the Nations League games in June, Laporte was out with injury by then. So um, it was Pau Torres and Diego Lorente in two of the games, and then Eric Garcia and Inigo Martinez in two of the others. So it seems uh, it seems very kind of uncertain who the defense will be. It does seem to be Emmerich Laporte uh, when he's available. 
and then uh, a rotation of uh, Eric Garcia, Pau Torres, Inigo Martinez, and Diego Lorente. So um, uh, who knows uh, what we'll get in the cup, but I suspect that if Laporte is healthy, uh, he would be uh, uh, first on the team sheet. Um, with one of the others, uh, probably rotating in because Spain uh, seems to prefer uh, rotation in, in most positions as opposed to one firm starter, although we saw with goalkeepers they tend to go with the same starter. But we'll talk about that more at the end. Let's move on to talking about left backs. So we have a, a definite candidate in Jordi Alba and a likely candidate in Marcus Alonso and a possible candidate in Jose Luis Gaia, and a possible, maybe a bit less possible, but in uh, Sergio Reguillon. Uh, for YouTube uh, watchers, if you're following the graphics, the uh, if their name is in black, it means they've played in a tournament, and if it's in gray, it means they have not played in a tournament. Uh, let's go back and look at the veteran uh, Jordi Alba, who, who started five of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. Uh, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for four. So just two games that he wasn't selected for. Jordi Alba has been with Spain since 2011 and has 86 caps and nine goals. And he is currently uh, 33 years old. And he's been with Barcelona for 10 years now. And in fact, that's his second stint with Barcelona. So since 2012 and was with uh, Valencia before that and uh, finished his, his kind of youth club career with Valencia in 2007. However, in his early years, he was with uh, Barcelona's youth club from uh, nine years old. Uh, nine years old for... Uh, seven years there so uh Jordi Alba's first tournament was the 2012 uh, Euro Cup where he started uh, all games and he continued to start all tournaments uh, all the way up to the Euro 2020 and um, as we see he still seems to be starting but not as much uh, as all that just five of the 13 games uh, nevertheless we consider him a definite candidate uh, even if he's not the starter uh, Marcos Alonso uh, actually returned from a three-year absence in October 2021 to start five of their remaining 10 games uh, up until June 2022 uh, and additionally subbed in for one and was on the bench for two. So just two games that he wasn't selected for, uh, just like um, Jordi Alba. So they really seem to be kind of sharing their position. Uh, Marcos Alonso has been with Spain since 2018, but only has, excuse me, only has nine caps and is uh, 32 years old. So he's actually, uh, no, I'll give his club history first before his uh, tournament history. He's with uh, Barcelona in Spain now. That's a recent move in 2022 from Chelsea, uh, where he was with, who he was with from 2016 to 22. Uh, prior to that, he's played for a few teams, uh, Fiorentina in Italy, Bolton in England, and uh, Real Madrid in Spain uh, for a short time, although he was with Real Madrid's youth club um, 
there, but he's never made a tournament. I mentioned that he uh, was off the team for a three-year period there, so uh, really uh, not a consideration for the uh, 2018 uh, World Cup. That was a bit right at the beginning of his time, but also not a consideration uh, for the Euro 2020. But now he has come into uh, uh, good consideration. We consider him a likely candidate. Uh, Jose Luis Gaia, or Gaia, had started two of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was on the bench for two and injured for two, but not selected for seven matches, including the last six matches. So uh, drifting off the team, it seems. He's been with Spain, uh, Jose Luis Gaia, since 2018, and has 18 caps and three goals in that time, and is 27 years old. He has also been uh, with the team for 10 years, uh, Valencia since 2012. And uh, his entire youth club uh, was, uh, youth club experience was also with Valencia. So uh, joined the team in 2018, um, but uh, uh, didn't make the 2018 World Cup but did make the 2022 Euro Cup where he appeared only in game four, which he actually started, but he was uh, uh, subbed out at towards the end of the game and that was his only appearance there. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that is uh, Jose Luis Guy, a possible candidate here. Uh, Sergio Regrion is a bit of an injury concern uh he hasn't really kind of made it on with the team just as he didn't really seem to make it on to tottenham um or you know make a make tottenham uh, a permanent place for himself but I'll, I'll just say he started one of their 13 games since the 2021 euro cup and he was on the bench for two uh but if there was any hope of him reaching the squad the uh injury for the last four games in june uh, seems to be interfering with it. Uh, so he's got six caps since his first one in 2020 and is uh, 26 years old. At one point, he looked like a good candidate. Uh, he seemed to be doing well with his club team, Tottenham in England, who he's been with since 2020, uh, but then kind of uh, fell off. And now he's on loan to Atletico Madrid. Uh, since 2022, but I don't think he's played any games for them yet because uh, he has a groin muscle injury since May and uh, has an unknown return date. We'll cover that in uh, in injury. So Sergio Reguilón um, may be more uh, possible, but unlikely, really. Okay, let's summarize the left-back position. So it was Jordi Alba in the Euro Cup except for uh, game three where Jose Gea replaced him. And um, as far as World Cup qualification goes, uh, Jordi Alba played the first and last uh, qualification games, but uh, Jose Gaia uh, played games two and three and Sergio Reguilón played game four. When it came to the uh, Nations League final games, it was Marcus Alonso in the position. Um, and Alba returned uh, to play one of those two friendlies before the Nations League 2022-23 uh, games got underway in June. And uh, in that case, Alonso played two and Alba played two. 
So it seems to be mostly Alba and Alonso sharing the position, but uh, Jose Gea and, and, to a lesser degree, Reguilón throwing their hat in. Um, that is the left-back position. Uh, we'll move on to right-backs here. Um, for candidates, we have Cesar Alcalacueta as a definite candidate and Danny Carvajal as a likely candidate. And uh, we have Pedro Poro as a possible but unlikely candidate. So three candidates here. Let's begin with Cesar Azpilicueta. He started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for three and on the bench for two others. Uh, and he has been with Spain since 2013 and has 41 caps and one goal and is currently uh, 33 years old. So he plays for Chelsea in England, also for 10 years since 2012. And he was with uh, Marseille in France before that and uh, with Osasuna uh, uh, before that and actually with Osasuna's youth club. Uh, also from 10 years old. So Cesar Aspilicueta uh, saw his first tournament in uh, 2013 Confederation Cup. He was actually on the preliminary squad for the 2010 World Cup, but didn't make the final cut. And um, basically uh, uh, ranged from being a starter, but was more often on the bench for tournaments. Uh, the only one where he was a regular starter was the 2014 World Cup. Uh, uh, but otherwise he, he has basically been a bench player. Uh, in Euro 2020, he started on the bench for games one and two, but then gained a starting position uh, for, the, for the remaining four games uh, there. And, you know, really since then has seemed to make a bid uh, for the starting position, um, a strong bid for the starting position. Uh, we also have Danny Carvajal uh, uh, challenging for that starting position, though. He returned after a 14-month absence due to a string of injuries, uh, returned in November 2021 to start four of their remaining uh, eight games and was on the bench for the other four. So once he overcame his injuries, he was consistently called up. Uh, Danny Carvajal has been with Spain since 2014 and he has 29 caps and no goals and he is 30 years old. He plays for Real Madrid in Spain, which if you've been keeping track means that he didn't play in the Euro 2020 Cup, but we'll get to that. Uh, also for 10 years, so we have a lot of players uh, coming up on their 10th year anniversary uh, for Spain. Actually, he has been with Real Madrid since 2013, but it is his second stint. So he was with them really since 2010, but he spent a year with Bayer Leverkusen in Germany. So he was with their youth club uh, from 10 years old, Real Madrid's youth club. Uh, however, his first tournament was um, the 2018 World Cup. Uh, he was on the preliminary roster for the 2014 World Cup uh, and didn't make the squad. An injury kept him out for the 2016 Euro Cup. So it was the 2018 World Cup uh, that he was actually on the bench for in game one, but gained the starting position for games two and three there. However, for the 2020 uh, Euro Cup, um, I believe it was injuries getting in the way 
there. He, he was fit, but uh, hadn't sufficiently recovered uh, from injuries, so really not uh, a consideration. So, um, but uh, has come back from those injuries uh, over the last, uh, basically, since November 2021. Finally, we have Pedro Poro, who is a possible but unlikely candidate. He returned after a seven-month absence in October 2021, so he missed the Euro Cup and um, uh, had, uh, but was not selected for the uh, the last four matches. Not selected for the first three matches and the last four matches after the Euro Cup. So. All that adds up to one cap, uh, which was in 2021. Uh, but he is young at uh, 23 years old, so may we may see him in the future. Uh, currently plays for Sporting Lisbon in Portugal since 2022, but was with Manchester City uh, in England since 2000, from 2019 to 2022, but loaned out to Sporting Lisbon for most of that time. So he looks like he could be an up-and-comer, uh, but is really not carving a place on the Spanish team yet. So let's take a look at some notes. And I made a mistake earlier saying uh, players from other positions were playing in central defence, but actually uh, that's not true. However, it is true that uh, players from other positions play uh, right back sometimes. So central midfielder Marcos Lorente uh, played the first two games of the Euro Cup. And as we saw, Azpilicueta was uh, brought in uh, from then. Azpilicueta went on to play games one, two, and five of World Cup qualification. But uh, Lorente and Carvajal uh, played one game each. Uh, Azpilicueta also uh, played the uh, Nations League final games and one of the two friendlies. And it was Car uh, Carvajal for the other friendly. And then... Each of them played two games in the in the June Nations League games. So uh, it seems like they're sharing the position, especially recently, uh, as Philoquana seemed to have a reasonably good hold on it. Uh, but recently it's been uh, kind of shared between Az and Carvajal. And interestingly, uh, central midfielder Marcos Lorente uh, coming in early in the period we're talking about. Okay, that brings us to the end of right backs. On to midfielders then. So keep in mind that Spain uh, typically or always has a 4-3-3 formation. So uh, the central midfielder is usually either a defensive or a central midfielder. Uh, they don't really have uh, left and right midfielders or players designated so. So it's often those uh, central or defensive midfielders who will play uh, in the outside roles, the right midfielder and left midfielder, uh, and sometimes maybe an attacking midfielder or a winger uh, will play in those positions. But we'll focus on the center first and uh, begin with the defensive midfielders. So we have uh, Sergi Busquets as a definite candidate and uh, Rod uh, Rodri as a also a definite candidate and uh, Ugo uh Guillemont as a like as a possible candidate uh those are the three that we have as defensive midfielders so let's begin with sergi busquets he started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 euro cup uh subbed in for three and was on the bench for one 
and uh, two matches there that he wasn't selected for. He has been with Spain since 2009 and has a whopping 139 caps, uh, just two goals, so not much of a scorer, but he's uh, 34 years old. And he has been with Barcelona in Spain since 2008, uh, basically spent his whole career at Barcelona because he was with their youth club in the last couple of years of his youth career. So he's uh, been part of a tournament since the 2009 Confederations Cup. He wasn't a starter there, but he did start uh, games three and five. Uh, by the time the 2010 World Cup came around, though, he was a starter and he was in all tournaments um, uh, up until 2018 World Cup. So uh, in 2020, though, uh, he was the captain, but he wasn't on the games for uh, on this on the bench for games one and two uh, because he had to self-isolate due to COVID. But once he came back, he once again resumed a starting position. And um, uh, so a real uh, firm presence on the squad, Sergi Busquets. Uh, also a definite candidate is Rodri. Uh, he uh, started six of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. One of those was as a left midfielder, uh, otherwise in the center. He subbed in for two games and was on the bench for five others, so was always called up. Uh, Rodri has been with Spain since 2018 and has 34 caps and one goal in that time. Uh, he's 26 years old and he plays for Manchester City in England since 2019. He was with uh, Atletico Madrid actually twice uh, in his career, uh, once with their youth club and once with their senior club in 2018 and 19, and was with uh, Villarreal in Spain before that, also ending his youth club um, time with Villarreal's youth club, moving over from Atletico Madrid. Uh, he was not selected for the 2018 World Cup, Rodri, but he did start uh, the Euro 2020, uh, started games one and two while Busquets was in isolation there, and then Busquets came back in and resumed the uh, starting position. So Rodri, uh, not necessarily a starter, we'll take a look at how this position has shaped up, uh, but a definite candidate to, uh, to make the squad. Uh, just a possible candidate is Hugo Guillamon. So he earned his first cap um, in June 2021 and started one of their 13 games since the uh, Euro Cup and was on the bench for one. He spent a lot of his time with the under-21 team because uh, he's, well, 22 now, but uh, 22, uh, 21 there. So actually, um, when he wasn't away with the under-21 team, there were just four matches that he wasn't selected for. So uh, Hugo Guillamon has been with Spain since 2021 and has three caps and one goal. So the 22-year-old is with Valencia in Spain uh, for his whole career, actually. Valencia B, uh, B team and Valencia Youth Club uh, from nine years old. Okay, uh, we will actually cover center midfielders before uh, summarizing the position. So let's go to the list of names there. And we have uh, Carlos Soler as a definite candidate and Gavi as a definite candidate. And Marcos Lorente, who we sometimes saw um, as a right back, as a likely candidate. And uh, Sergi Roberto, um, 
we have him as uh, possible, but uh, he is a bit of an injury concern. Uh, Mikel Moreno is possible, but unlikely. Sorry, that's Marino. And uh, Fabian, uh, Fabian Ruiz also possible, but unlikely. And finally, we have Thiago or Thiago Alicantra as seemingly off the squad. So we'll take a look at these players. Carlos Sola is first, and uh, he's actually uh, new to Spain. He got his first cap in September 2021, uh, but he started seven of their remaining 13 games uh, up until June 2022 and subbed in for two and was on the bench for two. The only games he actually wasn't called up for was uh, two games where he was injured. So uh, 11 caps since his first one in 2021 and three goals besides, and he has uh, he's 25 years old. He plays for Paris Saint-Germain in France. That's a recent move in 2022, having played in Valencia uh, from 2016 to 2022. So he was uh, with Valencia, again, their B team and their youth team uh since 2005 so um he is actually with a, a youth team before that from 2001 so he got his start at four years of age uh okay well the only tournament uh he's uh been available for would be this up and coming one so never uh played in a tournament before this uh, even though he is 25 years old uh next we talk about gavi uh, Gavi got his first cap in October 2021 and started eight of their remaining 10 games, uh, subbing in for the two others. So that's why we have him as definite, because he's always called up since his first time. Uh, in 2021, he has 12 caps and one goal and is very young at 18 years old. So really uh, doing well for himself there. He's with Barcelona uh, in Spain, graduating from the youth club of Barcelona in 2021. And he was with um, actually Real Betis Youth Club uh, uh, prior to that from 2013 to 15. Uh, again, he too has just joined the team, so no uh, tournament experience under his belt. And I'll just add that he actually played left midfield uh, more than centre midfield. There and by the way, Carlos Soler uh, a bit more, um, a bit more flexible there, playing left and right midfield, uh, which we'll talk about when we summarise those positions. Uh, we have Marcos Llorente. He started four of their thirteen games since the twenty twenty one Euro Cup. Was subbed in for three and on the bench for two. So uh, two games he was injured and two games not selected. Marcos Llorente has. Uh, been with the team since 2020 and has 17 caps and zero goals in that time. He's 27 years old, so a bit of a latecomer to the uh, uh, to the squad. And uh, he plays for Atletico Madrid in Spain, uh, Marcos Llorente, and was with Real Madrid in Spain uh, from 2015 to 19. So he also came up through the Real Madrid youth system, but was with a couple of youth teams before joining Real Madrid at uh, 13 years old. Uh, Marcos Llorente was part of the squad, actually, for the Euro Cup. He started and finished games one and two, uh, playing in a right-back position there. And then, uh, uh, well, I'd say lost his starting position, but he was uh, replaced, probably just filling in there 
in the right back position. I think it was for Aspilicueta. So um, a good goal line clearance in that tournament against Sweden. Um, by the way, so Marcos Lorente, uh, a likely candidate to make the squad. Uh, Sergio Roberto, we initially had as a possible candidate because he, uh, despite not starting any of that 13 games since the Euro Cup, he was subbed in for two and on the bench for two. And um, But he's really been plagued by injuries. So he had actually four separate injuries for 11 of the games. And that included the last eight matches. So um, uh, just uh, struggling with injury. And I wonder if he has been for his old career because he's been with Spain since 2016, uh, but only has 11 caps and one goal. He's 29 or 30 years old. Uh, he's been with Barcelona uh, for a long, long time, since 2010, so his whole career pretty much. And... Uh, um, but has not made it to uh, a tournament. So, um, Sergi Roberto, again, injuries seem to have uh, played a role uh, there, uh, and we have him as a possible but unlikely candidate. Oh, no, we have him as a possible candidate, but maybe his injuries uh, make me think he's unlikely. Uh, Mikel Marino uh, also has 11 caps. We'll get to that, but I'll just tell you his recent history. Uh, he didn't start any of the 13 games since the uh, 2021 20, Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for five games, uh, but he wasn't selected for eight of them, including the last six. So he got his first cap in 2020 and actually got 11 caps and zero goals. So uh, was making his way into the team uh, for a while, but seems to have dropped off. He's, uh, Mikel Marino is 26 years old and plays for Real Sociedad in Spain since 2018. He was briefly with Newcastle uh, in England before that, but he hasn't made it to uh, any tournament. Uh, yet I believe he was, um, no, I was going to say he was a consideration for the uh, 2020 Euro Cup because he did play six of their 11 games in the lead up uh, to that, but um, uh, actually uh, not selected for the squad. So uh, Mikel Marino, possible but unlikely, mostly due to missing the last six matches. Uh, Fabian Ruiz last appeared for the national team for the 2021 Euro Cup. So uh, he was on the team just briefly from 2019 to 21, but earned 15 caps and one goal in that time. He's, uh, you know, 26 years old, so uh, there is a chance of a comeback. And he actually recently moved to a big club, Paris Saint-Germain, in France since 2022. Uh, he was with Napoli before that and Real Betis prior to that. Uh, that was his youth club too. So he made it to the 2022 Euro Cup, uh, but he was just a substitute. He subbed into um, games one, two, and four there. And uh, as I said, um, looked like he was making it onto the team, but has not been selected uh, since then. Finally, we have uh, Thiago, or Thiago Alcantara, and uh, he last appeared for the national team in the Euro Cup also. So uh, he's just uh, 30 years old, so there is a chance of him making uh, a comeback onto the team, although he's never 
uh, really uh, kind of uh, carved out a place for himself uh, on the squad. Let me tell you, he he was with uh, Spain from 2011 to 21, and he had 46 caps and two goals. And he's still playing for Liverpool in England and was with Bayern Munich for a long time uh, before that. Uh, and actually with Barcelona from 2009 to 13. So he has a good pedigree, but tournament-wise didn't really um, uh, kind of make the team. Uh, his first cap, as I said, was in 2011, um, and he was selected for the preliminary squad for the 2014 World Cup, but was injured. And in all the cups after that, he, he was on the squad, uh, but only as a substitute. He subbed into basically a couple of games in each tournament, the Euro 2016 and 20 and the World Cup 2018, but never managed to uh, um, uh, get on the squad. And he hasn't appeared since the uh, 2020 Euro Cup there in 2021. So uh, Thiago Alcantara seemingly off the team, uh, although there is a chance uh, for, for a surprise there. Uh, let's take a look then at the uh, central midfield position. So as I've said, it's uh, always uh, a 4-3-3. So just one central midfielder right in the middle. And in the first two games of uh, European qualifying, it was Rodri. And then Busquets came back from uh, COVID isolation to finish the tournament playing the next four games. Uh, those two, Rodri, Busquets, uh, Rodri and Busquets, alternated the position in World Cup qualifying. And in the Nations League final games, um, it was Rodri and actually Koke uh, moving into the position once. Uh, uh, sorry, it was Busquets in the Nations League, qualif uh, Nations League final games, important games there, but Rodri and Koke in the friendlies following that. And uh, once again, in the Nations League games in June, it was Busquets and Rodri alternating again so uh, a good chance that they'll do that in the cup as well but i think uh, busquets has a slight edge there if there is to be a consistent starter okay uh we move on to left midfielders now and uh, as we said there's actually uh, very few candidates for left and right midfield so uh, we'll talk about the position after we introduce the candidates that are here and just uh, for left midfielder, there's only uh, one player classified, uh, and it's Mark Cucurella uh, classified as a left midfielder, and he seems to be off the squad. So that's it for left midfield candidates, and I might as well talk about right midfield at the same time because we only have one candidate too there, and it's uh, Braze Mendes in the uh, possible but unlikely category. So just one player per position uh, in the possible, uh, 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 no, just one of them impossible but unlikely. Let's go back to Mark Cucurella and, uh, uh, and we'll see why he is seemingly off the squad. He first appeared on the bench in November 2021 and started one of their games, uh, but he was with the under-21 team uh, for four of the games and not selected for the last eight matches. So he's quite young, 24 years old, with just that one cap in 2021. Uh, he's with Chelsea in England, and uh, maybe we'll see more of him in the future, but he doesn't look like uh, a candidate for this cup. 
The right midfielder, Braze Mendez, uh, earned his first cap with a substitute appearance in November 18, way back then, and then was absent from the team for almost three years uh, and came back. Uh, didn't start any of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, but was subbed in for three and on the bench for two. However, he was injured for two and then not selected for the last six matches. So uh, also uh, doesn't look like a strong candidate to make the cup. So let's uh, just describe the position because in the 4-3-3, one would think that there's uh, several left midfielders and right midfielders uh, to fill the position. But in fact, uh, it's players from other positions that seem to do so. So... Um, for the left midfielder, it was attacking midfielder Pedri uh, playing the role in the Euro Cup. And then in World Cup qualifying, uh, Koke in games one, uh, Solar in games two, three, and five, and Gavi in game four. So all of those getting a turn, uh, Solar uh, getting three games there. In uh, Nations League finals, it was Koke and Rodri, who we've met as a central midfielder, already and then uh for the nations league playing it was gabby and koke each playing left midfielder twice so uh it does seem to be um uh mostly gabby and koke uh here in the position uh koke is also an attacking midfielder so we'll meet him uh shortly after but uh solar also uh, has kind of a bid having played uh, most of the World Cup qualifying games there, although not playing it since. For right midfielder, uh, Koke switches sides and plays over there. So he did that all the way through the Euro Cup. And uh, some of the same names are coming up here. Uh, Solar and uh, Marcos Llorente. Uh, Koke twice and then Gavi once in the World Cup qualifying uh, games. Uh, the position kind of seemed to fall more on Gavi for the Nations League final games and the first friendly, but then uh, Marcos Llorente uh, came into the picture for the second friendly. So very confusing here. In the four Nations League games, uh, it was... Uh, Solar and then Gavi and then Lorente and then Solar. So the position really seems kind of open or, you know, a rotation among those uh, three players for the most part. Uh, Solar, Gavi and Lorente. Probably Solar and Gavi uh, uh, looking like uh, in the position now, but uh, Koke did play it in the Euro Cup. So. Uh, he kind of got his hat in the ring there too. Ooh, kind of confusing, but that brings us to the end of uh, midfielders because we have a bit of a format change here for Spain uh, because they always have a 4-3-3. Uh, the attacking three uh, will have a left forward and a right forward. And uh, those are usually played by left wingers or attacking midfielders or perhaps a forward. So we've uh, put left wingers in the section of forwards here. And uh, we're going to start with uh, uh, with that. So uh, for left wingers, we have Mikel uh, Oyarzabal as a possible but unlikely candidate. And that's, um, no, sorry, as a possible candidate. And we have... Uh, Brian Gill as a possible but unlikely candidate. So not a lot of candidates here 
the position probably played by uh, an attacking midfielder or a forward. But let's take a look at uh, Mikel Oyarzabal. So he started two of their 13 games in the uh, since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was out with two separate injuries for the last eight games and then also not selected for the first three matches. So uh, just two starts for him there. He's actually an injury uh, risk then and uh, may come back. Actually, he is expected back mid-October, so uh, may make it back into the team and become uh, more than a possible candidate here, but we'll see. Uh, just a little detail on Mikel Oyarzabal. So he's been with the team since uh, 2016. He has 21 caps and six goals and is 25 years old. He plays for Real Sociedad in Spain and actually has for his whole career uh, coming through their youth system. Played for uh, a couple of youth teams before that, but... Uh, uh, a real Sociedad uh, guy. So he was selected for the Euro 2020, uh, despite his first cap being in 2016. Uh, he was absent from the team uh, after his first cap for three years, came back in 2019 and made it to the Euro Cup squad, where he was a substitute uh, uh, coming in actually for the first five games uh, there as a substitute. And he went on to start game six, uh, as a matter of fact. And he scored uh, he scored the ninth and winning penalty in the game five shootout against Switzerland. So uh, Mikel Oriarzabal, a, a possible candidate right now, but an injury risk. Uh, Brian Gill uh, is new to the Spanish squad since 2021. He started uh, none of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one. Uh, but he was with the under-21 team for most of those games, so perhaps a candidate for the future. Brian Gill has four caps since 2021 and is uh, 21 years old and 21, uh, <laughs> the number that defines him, I guess, because he's been with Tottenham in England since 2021, but is currently on loan to Spain. So uh, I think he's more uh, of a candidate for the future, but possible, but unlikely here. So let's talk about the left wing position again. Uh, if you think of the 4-3-3 formation, uh, there is no left wing. There's uh, a left forward. So uh, that's usually played by attacking midfielder Sarabia, who we'll get to soon, or by forward Danny Olmo, uh, although many have stepped in for a game or two. In the uh, Euro Cup, uh, Danny Olmo played games one and two in this position, and forward Gerard Moreno played game three, and it was Sarabia in games four and five, and even right-winger Ferran Torres in game six. So a lot of different players playing in the position. Uh, different players actually in all five games of World Cup qualifying. Moreno, Sarabia, Fornals, De Thomas, and uh, Danny Olmo. And then um, or Oyarzabal, who we met here, did play uh, in one of the Na Nations League final games, and then Sarabia. So really all over the place here. Sarabia and Olmo in the friendlies. Um, there, so it looks like Sarabia and Olmo are kind of the the two main candidates for this position, uh, although a lot have kind of been tried out. Okay, uh, let's move on to right wingers and uh, players coded that way are Ferran Torres, who we consider a definite candidate, and uh, Jeremy Pino, who we consider a possible candidate, 
and Adama Traore, who uh, seems to be off the squad. So um, let's go back and talk about Ferran Torres. He started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And uh, he subbed in for three besides. He was injured for the other two. So always called up Ferran Torres. Uh, he's been on the team just since 2020, but has 30 caps and 13 goals uh, since that time. He's 22 years old. So uh, he recently moved to Barcelona uh, in Spain since 2022 and was with Manchester City in England before that from 2020 to 2022. Prior to that, he was with Valencia in Spain and actually came up through Valencia's youth system. So uh, his first tournament was the uh, Euro 2020 where he was a starter and uh, he started four of the games and subbed into two of them. Uh, besides, he got uh, two of their 13 goals in that tournament. So uh, all signs that he's becoming an important player uh, for Spain here. And uh, the second candidate is Jeremy P uh, Pino. So he is actually an injury risk. Uh, he first appeared upon the bench in June 2021 and started just one of their games since the 2021 Euro Cup. But he was subbed in for three. Uh, he's young and was with the under-21 team also for three of them. But most significantly, he was injured for the last four uh, games and not selected for two besides. So Jeremy Pino, uh, been with Spain since 2021. He has six caps and one goal and is 19 years old. No, 20 years old, sorry. Uh, he plays with Villarreal in Spain since 2020. And uh, that's been his uh, his club, his youth club uh, also. So Jeremy Pino, uh, a bit of an injury doubt. Uh, he has an ankle injury, which he picked up in June. Uh, but that sounds like something he might get over by the time the World Cup comes around. But uh, uh, we'll see in September whether he finds his way back into the squad. Finally, uh, Adama Traore, he didn't start any of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for two of the first three, and he was on the bench for one. However, he was not selected for the last 10 matches. So uh, the very muscular Adama Traore has been with Spain since 2020, and he has eight caps and no goals and is uh, 26 years old. He plays for Wolverhampton in England and has actually been with uh, Middlesbrough and Aston Villa uh, in England too and was with uh, Barcelona in Spain. He came up through uh, their youth system, uh, Adama Traore, but uh, uh, seemingly off the squad, although uh, kind of a fun player to watch there. Uh, in terms of tournaments, he actually was on the squad for uh, the Euro 2020 Cup, but he appeared only in Game 3, uh, where he was subbed in with about uh, 10 minutes left or so. So very speedy, uh, but not really a candidate for uh, Spain. So uh, as with the left wing, uh, the position is always a right forward in that 4-3-3 formation. However, uh, the position is more consistent on the left with Ferran Torres, uh, the main man, and attacking midfielder Sarabia, uh, uh, often replacing on the right side here. So uh, Ferran Torres in 
three of their Euro Cup games and um, Gerard, uh, Gerard Moreno uh, played a couple of games there and Oyarzabal, uh, despite being called a left, with, a left winger, uh, switched over for the last game of Euro Cup qualifying. So uh, Torin um, played the first four of their five games in World Cup qualifying and Sarabia for the last two. So sorry, that should have been four of six. And um, uh, Ferran Torres again in the Nations League final and in the first friendly. And uh, Pino, Jeremy Pino, got one start in those friendlies. Um, and in their Nations League games in June, it was Ferran Torres twice, Arabia once, and newcomer uh, Asensio uh, in the last game. So uh, a bit more consistently Ferran Torres, but here we uh, also see uh, several other players taking up the position. It'll be interesting to see uh, who takes it in the friendlies. Uh, my, my suspicion is that it's more of a rotated position rather than one held down. Uh, by a single player. Uh, okay, moving on to attacking midfielders, we begin with Koke as a definite candidate. And uh, uh, Pablo Sarabia, who we've mentioned a couple of times uh, as the left and right forward. Uh, we have him as a definite candidate. He he plays uh, even played centre forward once, so he roves around a bit. Uh, we have Pedri as a likely candidate. And we have uh, Marco Asensio. We just saw him um, as the right forward in the last game of uh, June there. Uh, uh, and we have him as a possible candidate. Uh, Pedro Fornells, uh, sorry, Pablo Fornells, possible but unlikely. Uh, Brahim Diaz, also possible but unlikely. And finally, oh, sir, finally, finally <laughs> Sergio Canals. Uh, seemingly off the squad. So quite a few players to uh, talk about there. So let's begin with Koke. And uh, Koke uh, started seven of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. And he was subbed in for three and on the bench for three. So uh, always called up, which is why we have him as a definite uh, candidate. He actually played as a central midfielder uh, in a friendly, so uh, playing a bit back there. And uh, we saw him uh, uh, playing left midfielder several times also. So tends to be um, a bit more defensive in this 4-3-3 setup. Uh, he's been with Spain. Coque has been with Spain since 2013. And he has 67 caps and zero goals. So again, uh, a hint that he's a more defensive uh, uh, minded player. Uh, he's 29 years old. Koke plays for Atletico Madrid and has done so since 2009. In fact, he's always been with uh, Atletico Madrid since eight years old. His first tournament was the 2014 World Cup, but he had uh, uh, trouble becoming a starter. He was just on the bench in that game, apart from a B-team game in Game 3 where he... Uh, uh, started and finished. Euro 2016, also a bench player, coming in for one game. But in 2018 World Cup, he started two of their games. And in Euro 2002, started all six. So uh, kind of more firmly establishing himself in the starting lineup as time goes on. Uh, Koke there, a definite candidate. Pablo Sarabia, we've seen kind of all over the field uh, or all over the 
attacking end of the field as a left forward and a right forward, uh, almost equally in those positions. And he even played, as, as I said, as a forward uh, once. He started nine of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for all four others. So a, a definite candidate for us here. Pablo Sarabia has been with the team since 2019, and he has 24 caps and nine goals, and is 29 years old. So he's with uh, Paris Saint-Germain in France uh, since 2019, although he was loaned out to Sporting Lisbon uh, in Portugal for 2021-22. Uh, that loan spell has ended, though. Before Paris Saint-Germain, he was with Sevilla in France, and... Uh, um, uh, Hetafe in Spain, sorry, Sevilla in Spain and Hetafe, and was with uh, Real Madrid prior to that. Uh, he was with Real Madrid's youth club too, and then briefly at the start of his senior career, but he quickly moved on to uh, Hetafe there. Uh, his first tournament was the 2020 Euro Cup, uh, Pablo Sarabia. He subbed into games one and two, and then gained the starting position uh, after that and scored two of their 13 goals in the tournament there. Um, Pablo Sarabia, yeah, a definite candidate. Uh, Pedri uh, is a likely candidate, except that he does have an injury uh, kind of a tag on him. He was injured for the last four matches. Uh, sorry, I'll start at the beginning there of his uh participation during the recent period. He started just one of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup and was subbed in for one and out with eight. Out for eight games with the same hamstring injury uh, two separate times actually, so uh, including the last four games. So a little bit up in the air, but uh, he does seem to be over it now. I think he might have played for his club uh, recently, so uh, perhaps not an issue. Uh, Pedri has been with Spain since 2021 and has 14 caps and zero goals. He's 20 years old and he plays for Barcelona in Spain and was with uh, Las Palmas in Spain before that and their youth club uh, at the end of his youth there also. So uh, 2020 Euro Cup was his first tournament, but he was a starter uh, playing as the uh, left midfielder uh, there um, and uh, if you recall he did uh, score a shocking own goal sending a back pass to the keeper from around 40 yards out and uh, the pass was a bit too firm but really it was uh, the goalkeeper's mistake he mistrapped it uh, and it went into that but nevertheless Petri uh, gained good reputation from the tournament he was named to the team of the tournament there and is uh, quite popular among Spanish fans. So Pedri, attacking midfielder, a likely candidate, uh, but also a bit of an injury tag on him, which we'll address in the update episode, as well as uh, repeat at the end of the podcast here. Uh, we have also Mar Marco Asensio. So he returned after a 19-month absence in June uh, 2022 to start two of their remaining four games and with something for the other two. So making uh, a quick comeback here, Marco Asensio. He's been with Spain since 2016 and has 30 caps and one goal 
and is 26 years old. So he plays for Real Madrid in Spain and has done so since uh, 2014, although he's been loaned out to uh, uh, several teams there. And he was part of the 2018 World Cup squad um, as a substitute. He came into games two and three there. However, he wasn't selected for the Euro 2020. Uh, he was kind of off the team for a period there, but uh, has recently made a comeback and is now a possible candidate. Uh, always a bit difficult to tell uh, when they just kind of come in for the last few games in the period we're looking at. So we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, Pablo Fornells is a possible but unlikely candidate. And uh, Sorry, give me a second to organize myself here. He returned after an almost three-year absence himself. Uh, that was in September 2021 to start one of their remaining 13 games, and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for two. However, he kind of uh, went as quickly as he came and wasn't selected for the last seven matches. So uh, he's been with Spain since 2016, but only has six caps and one goal in that time. But there is still time for him since he's uh, 26 years old, so has a few years to uh, try to work his way into the squad. He plays for West Ham in England since 2019 and was with Villarreal before that. So uh, no tournaments despite being on the team since 2016 and frankly uh, not likely to reach this tournament either. Uh, Brahim Diaz is in the same category of possible but unlikely. Uh, he earned his first cap with a start in June 2021. Uh, that was just before the Euro Cup, but uh, didn't start any of their 13 games after it, uh, just on the bench for two games and not selected for 11 matches, including the last six. So uh, Brahim Diaz, just one cap since 2021, uh, but he's very young at 23 years old and uh, plays for Real Madrid in Spain. So uh, time for him. Uh, to uh, work his way into the Spanish squad. And working his way out of the Spanish squad is Sergio Canals. Uh, he last appeared for the team in March 2021 and uh, was just on the team from 2019 to 2021 with 10 caps and one goal. He didn't make Euro 2020, uh, plays for Real Betis in Spain and uh, not, uh, not seemingly in the picture here. So a lot of candidates there. So I'll kind of describe the attacking midfielder position. And again, if you envision a 4-3-3 formation, there really is no attacking midfielder. So players coded uh, this way may play in the midfield, as uh, Koke does, kind of in the more defensive end of the field, or they may play as one of the outside forwards, as Sarabia does on both sides. Uh, uh, on both sides uh, there. Okay, so now we move on to uh, the actual forwards because we don't have any secondary strikers to talk about. And uh, so these would be the center forward, uh, the center forward position. And the candidates are Alvaro Morata as a definite candidate, uh, Danny Olmo as a likely candidate, uh, Raul de Thomas as a possible candidate. Uh, Rodrigo Moreno as uh, seemingly, no, as a possible but unlikely candidate. And it's Gerard Moreno, who we've mentioned 
uh, as seemingly off the squad and Abel Ruiz also seemingly off the squad. So let's talk about the definite candidate, Alvaro Morata. He started eight of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup, and he was subbed in for two uh, besides and injured for two as well. Uh, Alvaro Morato has been with Spain since 2014 and has 57 caps, but uh, uh, an impressive 27 goals, so almost 50%. Uh, scoring ratio there and he's 29 years old he plays for uh, Atletico Madrid actually had his third spell with Atletico Madrid since 2020 and uh, besides that he was loaned to Juventus for a second time uh, from 2020 to 2022 so he did a spell also in Chelsea and was with Real Madrid Real Madrid uh, for two spells also so really <laughs> kind of comes and goes on teams uh, quite a bit. Alvaro Morato's first tournament was the 2016 Euro Cup, where he was a starter, and he scored three of their five goals in that cup. Uh, however, he wasn't uh, selected for the for the 2013, sorry, 2018 uh, World Cup. Uh, it shows how fleeting form could be, because uh, despite his great form in Euro 2016, uh, he had a poor season with Chelsea uh, and was not selected for this cup, despite scoring five of their goals uh, and being the top scorer for Spain in qualifying. However, he seemed to return to form uh, enough to impress the manager to select him for the Euro 2020, where he was a starter in all games, except game six, where he subbed in. And he scored three of their 13 goals uh, in that tournament. So... Uh, Alvaro Morata, uh, a definite candidate uh, coming into this tournament. Uh, okay, let's go on to Danny Olmo. Uh, but I do believe he has an injury tag on him too, picked up just recently in early September. Uh, nevertheless, we have him as a likely candidate. Uh, we'll talk about it at the end, but I think he'll be back in time for the Cup. Uh, Danny Olmo started four of their 13 games since the 2021 Euro Cup. He was subbed in for four and injured for two and not selected for the first three matches. So uh, whatever injury he has seems to have come after those June games. Uh, Danny Olmo has been with Spain since 2019 and has 24 caps and four goals and uh, is 24 years old. So he plays for Leipzig in Germany since 2020 and has kind of been around, actually. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb in Croatia from 2015 to 20 and actually with their youth club. So uh, kind of interestingly uh, moved over to a youth club in Croatia uh, from Barcelona's youth club where he played from 20, uh, 2007 to 2014. Uh, in terms of tournaments, Danny Olmo uh, was part, uh, his first tournament was the Euro 2020, where he started uh, three of the six games and subbed into uh, two of the others. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm getting a bit mixed up. He actually missed a penalty in the game six shootout uh, against Italy, uh, but he scored the, the winning penalty in, in the shootout in the previous game against Switzerland. So uh, one of the more noticeable players actually 
uh, of the 2020 Euro Cup. And a likely candidate here, and we'll talk a bit about his injury later, although it doesn't seem like it will keep him out. Uh, we do have a player probably being kept out, though, in Raul de Thomas. So we have him as a possible candidate, but actually uh, he's listed as ineligible. And um, I kind of looked into that. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with him uh being eligible for the Dominican Republic, interestingly, uh, but has more to do with an odd club uh, move in September, uh, which left him uh, unable to play for his club. So uh, he moved, I think, from Espanol to uh, Reyavalenco, but he signed that contract after the transfer period was over, so he's not allowed to play for them. Uh, until January. I don't see why that would prevent him from playing for the national team. So uh, I don't think it's uh, ineligible rather than he won't be seeing any field time. Uh, so perhaps the manager thinks that uh, his fitness won't be uh, good enough for the cup. We'll try to uh, clarify that in the update podcast. Uh, anyway, Raul de Thomas uh, got his first cap in November 2021 and started uh, three of their remaining eight games and was subbed in for one, uh, but not selected for four matches, including the last two. So uh, that gives him four caps since 2021, and he's 27 years old. Uh, but for some reason, uh, again, for uh, the reasons I just described, looks like he's not going to be uh, considered for the cup. Okay, Rodrigo Moreno. Uh, we saw him mentioned, actually, uh, no, uh, sorry, we didn't. Uh, Rodrigo, he's uh, better known as. And uh, Rodrigo uh, did not start any of their games since the 2021 Euro Cup, but he was subbed in for two, uh, uh, but not selected for the other 11, including the last six matches. So uh, he's been with Spain since 2014 and has 27 caps and eight goals and is uh, 31 years old and plays for Leeds United in England. Uh, his form has been good this season, so I wonder if he'll come back uh, into the picture, uh, getting off to a good start in the season there. Before Leeds, he was with Valencia from 2015 to 20, and uh, with Benfica for five years before that, and uh, kind of came up through Real Madrid's uh, youth system. Uh, well, actually, uh, just at the end there, it was really Celta de Vigo's youth system uh, moving to Real Madrid in the last year of his youth. Uh, Rodrigo was born in Brazil, and his first tournament was the 2018 uh, World Cup. He actually, uh, after 2014, his first cap, uh, suffered a three-year absence from the squad but uh, was back in time to make it to the 2018 World Cup squad where he subbed into uh, three games, so just as a substitute there. However, uh, despite scoring four of their 31 goals in the lead-up to Euro 2020, he didn't make the final squad for that one. And uh, as you see, uh, even in this period, has trouble uh, making the squad. So again, perhaps his... Uh, Good form in the early start of the season with uh, Leeds uh, will bring him back into better consideration. Gerard Moreno, uh, uh, Gerard Moreno uh, seems to be off the squad. He last appeared 
uh, for the national team in September 2021. So he did play after the um, Euro Cup, but uh, not for long. Uh, he has been with Spain since uh, 2019 to 2021. So a very late starter with Spain because he's 29 years old. So uh, his first cap coming in his late 20s and has 17 caps and five goals in that period uh, and plays for Villarreal in Spain since 2018. Uh, he's, he was part of the Euro Cup squad. He started uh, games two and three there and uh, lined up as a left forward there uh, and actually as a right forward in one of the other games too, uh, but didn't score any goals uh, in the tournament and in fact missed a penalty uh, against Poland there. Uh, so really uh, uh, hasn't been part of the squad since that uh, Euro Cup. Abel Ruiz is our final candidate here and he is seemingly off the squad. He earned his first cap with a start in June 2021, so just before the Euro Cup there, uh, and started one of their 13 games since the Euro Cup, was on the bench for two, but not selected for the last 10 matches. So it looks like he was kind of considered both before and after the Euro Cup, but wasn't actually selected for the World Cup, so, uh, for the 2020 Euro Cup, which was in 2021. And uh, he's just 22 years old, so has time to to uh, take it back. And plays for Braga in Portugal, having moved from Barcelona in 2020. Let's now summarize the uh, position of forward. Uh, so Alvaro Morato is the main man there. He started the first five games of Euro qualification. Uh, sorry, of Euro Cup 2022, and uh, Danny Almo came into the position in Game Six. Uh, Morato played three of the uh, World Cup qualifying uh, campaign games and uh, Abel Ruiz and uh, De Thomas each started one. Uh, attacking midfielder Sarabia and Ori Arzabal uh, actually played the position in the Nations League final games there, but it was Morata in both friendlies and in three of the four Nations League games in June. Uh, De Thomas getting one start there. So uh, that is the forward position, and that's also the end of the player-by-player uh, -player section of the podcast. So we're going to move on to a discussion of the squad, and uh, we'll begin by reviewing some of the notes uh, from the beginning of the podcast, so perhaps a bit of repetition here, uh, but I partly do it for those joining us uh, in the short podcast at this point. So some of the notes from the beginning, uh, kind of takeaways from our team podcast, were that the dynasty period for Spain is over. So a great period from 2008 to 2012, uh, finished with a, uh, a sudden uh, finish with a group stage exit from the 2014 World Cup. And um, uh, Spain have been uh, wondering about how things uh, go forward from there. So how have they done going forward? Is it a return to a fairly ambivalent history in World Cup and Euro Cup where the quarterfinals seemed to be their ceiling prior to 2008? Uh, uh, they did that regularly enough, but um, uh, didn't often get past uh, the uh, quarterfinals. So, uh, would they be able to rebuild to kind of remain one of the top teams? Uh, it's still really open to debate because uh, they 
They were kind of poor after 2014, but then in the 2020 Euro Cup, they reached the semi-finals. So uh, again, maybe um, uh, maybe one of the top teams in Europe uh, will say uh, a semi-final finish, um, making them one of the top teams. But otherwise, their results uh, have fallen off quite a bit since their dynasty period uh finally is the absence of real madrid players in the 2020 euro cup significant well certainly the fact that uh, there were no real madrid players angered uh fans of that team so that actually leads us nicely into the next uh, section where we look at club affiliations and uh, i'd say about two-thirds of the players uh, play in spain and um we have six players for Barcelona, uh, and we're talking about the players in our definite, uh, likely, and possible categories here. Uh, six of them with Barcelona, and two, only two of them with Real Madrid. So, you know, perhaps there is a bit of an issue there. I got to admit that I'm not uh, intimate enough with Spain to really um, uh, uh, comment on this. I don't really follow the kind of day-to-day -day dramas of the team, but but more of a broad overview. Uh, so you'd probably have to um, uh, find another podcast to get into the kind of day-to-day -day, uh, gossip and talk about the team. Uh, anyway, we do have uh, three players for Real Madrid, uh, sorry, Atletico Madrid, and then uh, several players, uh, a couple of players for Villarreal and Valencia. So the main teams in Spain, they're uh, all being represented. And Atletico Bilbao, a bit of a smaller team, um, Inigo Martinez coming from there. Otherwise, about a third of the players uh, kind of play outside of um, outside of Spain, with uh, actually most of them being in Europe, uh, sorry, in England here, a couple with Manchester City and uh, 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 a couple with Paris Saint-Germain. And otherwise... Uh, uh, smaller teams, uh, Leipzig is kind of moving up in Germany, but they're not a top team yet, I would say. Uh, in England, we have Chelsea, but we also have a couple of smaller clubs like Leeds United, Brentford and Brighton uh, being represented. So uh, pretty strong club affiliations and still about two thirds of the team uh, coming from uh, teams in Spain. Let's look at a couple of statistics that I've been putting together uh, in comparison with the other national teams in the tournament. And for average, uh, uh, for total players under consideration, um, we have uh, 50 for Spain, with the average being 50.3. So uh, kind of bang on form there. Not too many, uh, not too little. They will have to make a few uh, decisions and cuts along the way, but nothing to uh, really comment on there. For a uh, number of candidates under more serious consideration, that would be uh, definite, likely, and possible candidates, uh, 32. And that's actually a little bit lower. So Spain has kind of stuck with the same players a little bit more than other teams. But again, not a lot to talk about there. It's kind of uh, in range. And then candidates that are uh, definite or likely, so uh, we'd almost be surprised to not see them make the cup, is 23. So if we have to reduce the squad for, to 26 players, that means uh, they ha have to basically add three players. And that will be from the uh, 
from the 32 players probably. Uh, so a couple of uh, decisions to uh, to make. We also have uh, some injured players that are concerned, so that might change it up a little bit. Uh, in terms of average age, uh, Spain's is 26.9. That's within the 25 to 27 range uh, that I've been talking about, but actually is a bit towards the upper end of that range. So we can consider Spain kind of a slightly uh, older team than average, but not uh really anything of concern uh they do have uh marcos lorente 37 years old as their oldest uh, player and they have nine players who are 30 or older and at the bottom of the scale that compares with six players who are 22 or younger and in fact they have uh, three players um who are younger than 22 and uh, Pablo Sarabio a definite candidate is one of them so um, yeah again not really anything to comment on there because it's basically in range average number of caps is 27.4 so the average is 27.5 so really nothing to uh, draw from that statistic total number of goals was a bit surprising for me uh, 79 uh, a bit low, to be honest. I thought Spain was kind of a higher scoring team. So let's take a look at that. Uh, total goals per player on average is 2.8. And uh, that is actually uh, lower than the 3.6 average. So again, I'm taken a bit by surprise here by uh, 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 having thought that Spain um was a higher scoring team than they seem to be but let's take a look at the scorers in a bit more detail and we uh, saw during the player by player podcast actually that alvaro morato has a very good scoring ratio that's 47 percent and ferran torres is 43 percent so both of those uh, big scorers pablo sarabio with nine goals in 24 games is at 37 percent However, that's a bit of a, a, a big drop-off after that. Uh, Carlos Sora is next with 27%, and everyone else is below 20%, uh, including Danny Olmo and um, uh, uh, any of the other forwards under consideration. So uh, actually, Jeremy Pino, uh, one goal in six games, doesn't really count. We need a bit more uh, data to really... Uh, draw a conclusion there so uh, again just in general a bit less scoring than I thought they would be but um, uh, not uh, really an issue of great concern uh, let's move to some of the issues uh, uh, for Spain and uh, one is uh, one issue in defense is uh, inexperienced backup keepers so uh, the backup keepers seem to be Sanchez and Rea and each of them have one cap so I wonder if uh, this could be a reason to actually take David De Gea uh, since uh, Unai Simon himself only has 27 caps so uh, he's a bit inexperienced himself, and maybe David De Gea could bring some experience to the bench. Uh, we also have Emmerich Laporte's health and fitness. Uh, he is due back, I think, at the end of September. Uh, so um, that's kind of an important consideration for Spain uh, uh, to have him back in defence. Uh, we do have kind of a rotation of defenders, central defenders, 
uh, there, which we'll talk about when we try to pin down the starters. Uh, Alba or Alonso for left back. Again, I'm beginning to suspect that rota uh, Spain is rotating positions on purpose, uh, kind of uh, having two players ready. So uh, it seems for a lot of positions they have two players, uh, although uh, it's a bit surprising for goalkeepers that they haven't done the same thing. On the right side, we have the same situation as Filiqueta and Carvajal seemingly say, uh, uh, sharing the position but uh, are they going to land on a, a consistent starter or is the philosophy more to have two starters uh, kind of rotating in and out? Same situation uh, in central midfield, uh, Busquets and, and Rodri. Well, actually, they have two central midfield positions available, so that is perhaps not uh, down to one player. And we saw, especially on the left side uh, of midfield, uh, it's a bit undecided. Um, uh, the formation uh, is very predictable. We saw they have a 4-3-3 all the time. So perhaps Spain adds unpredictability by using different players uh, in positions. And it seems that they, uh, for the right and left midfielders, both, uh, both the, in the middle of the field and the left and right forwards uh, rotate players in quite a lot. So it would be difficult to, to, to kind of know who's going to be starting. Uh, on attack, the issue, um, uh, Sarabia or Olmo seem to be uh, vying for the left forward position. But again, it could be more of a rotation. But the two positions that they do have fairly consistent starters for is goalkeeper and center forward. Uh, otherwise, uh, it's going to be hard to pin down uh the starters or predict the starters uh when we get to that section but before we get to that section let's take a look at some uh some of their new injured and absent players so uh i'm gonna kind of go in order of importance and what i mean by importance is uh, their likelihood to re reach the squad so definite candidates uh carlos sola a central midfielder is new to the squad and plays for Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Gavi, uh, also a central midfielder playing for Barcelona, uh, new to the squad also. Solar is actually 25 years old, but got his first cap in 2021, whereas uh, Gavi is 18 years old. Uh, so both of those new. Uh, goalkeeper David Rea, we'll have him as a likely candidate unless... I'm correct in perhaps guessing that De Gea might uh, be brought in for experience. But David Rea uh, plays for Brentford in England. He's 27 years old, so not a young player, but he is new to the squad, getting his first cap in 2022. Uh, Inigo Martinez, a central defender who we also consider likely. Uh, he's actually 31 years old, uh, but has never made a tournament uh i i just put him on here because of that uh he does have 19 caps since 2013 but in terms of being a serious candidate for the uh team he's new okay i i probably should have shouldn't have put him on the list i'll admit it uh marcus alonso is also really uh kind of new to the to the spanish squad has been on the team since 2018, but hasn't been involved in a tournament. But now that he seems to be uh, 
uh, getting some starts and is a likely candidate to reach the cup, uh, we can kind of consider him a new consideration. And uh, by the way, for those watching on YouTube, if I have the player uh, player's name in, in light gray, excuse me, sorry, I have to cough there. If I have the player's name in uh, light gray, it means they've never been in a tournament. If it's in black, it means uh, they have been in a tournament. Anyway, Marcus Alonso, a likely candidate who uh, um, would be new to the uh, to tournament experience. Sergio Reguilón, we all have him as possible. So if it's a possible candidate, I'll really just go through the names here. Uh, Hugo Guillamon, also a possible candidate. Jeremy Pino, who we're going to talk about in injuries uh, right away here. And uh, Raul de Thomas, although... Um, it looks it looks almost certain that he won't be on the squad, uh, even though we had him as a possible candidate. But uh, perhaps look for him on the Spanish team after the World Cup. In terms of injuries, the most concerning one is Emmerich Laporte, but uh, he had knee surgery over the summer and is due back. I believe it's at the end of September. Uh, even if it's a little after that. That seems to give him enough time to recover uh, for the cup. So they will definitely be hoping so, as he seems to be a starting central defender uh, if he's fit. Uh, Sergio Reguilón uh, was injured for the last four games. He has a groin muscle injury since May, and uh, even uh, now has an unknown return date. So Sergio Reguilón uh, really never made it into the squad uh, anyway, but uh, I, uh, if he had any chance of making it into the squad, this injury uh, may undermine that. Uh, Sergio, uh, Sergi, Sergi Roberto, uh, he's out with a muscle injury problem uh, in mid-September, and uh, I don't think we have a return date for him. But again, he's just a possible candidate, uh, even without the injury. Uh, we have Mikel Oyarzabal. Uh, this actually is a, you know, he's he's more of a starter than the ones we just mentioned. Uh, he's out with a cruciate ligament injury since March. However, he is expected back in mid-October. So those uh, September friendlies where we, we hope to get a bit of an update on the squad will come too soon. And we'll have to see if they have any uh, pre-tournament friendlies that'll give us an indication uh, of whether he's coming back. Uh, Jeremy Pino is a right winger, and um, he's out with an ankle, inju ankle injury in June. But uh, in my most recent look at the injury list, uh, he wasn't on it. So uh, I think he may already be back in action, Jeremy Pino. Uh, we also have Pedri. Uh, he was out with a hamstring injury in June. But it uh, seems to be over it now. Again, he wasn't uh, on the injury list when I last checked it. Uh, however, it did leave him out for the last four games there in uh, or in June there. And uh, wow, a long injury list here. We also have Danny Olmo out with a knee injury from early September. However, he is expected to come back in mid-October. So... Um, a long injury list and we're not done yet the last one is not an injury uh but it's uh thomas 
uh, Raoul de Thomas. So we talked about this in the player by player, and it seems a bit of a complicated story. Uh, but the word is he's just simply won't be selected. He was listed as ineligible, uh, but I don't think it's that. I think it's that he, uh, well, again, I don't want to get into the story, but something to do with a club transfer. And uh, basically he can't play for his club in, until January. So he would lack the fitness to uh, to make the tournament. Anyway, uh, despite that large number of injuries, it seems like most of them, uh, will be available, especially the big players there, Laporte, uh, Pedro, Olmo, and uh, Oyarzabal. Uh, all of them probably do back before uh, the uh, tournament. Okay, let's take a look at some notable absences. Well, I'm kind of cheating here. David De Gea is actually a possible but unlikely. So he's kind of drifted off the, off the Spanish team in recent times when I did talk about him perhaps coming back uh, because of his experience. So uh, not really off the team. Sergio Ramos, the uh, defender, uh, I covered him in the player-by-player -player podcast, but a true veteran for the team. But uh, he is uh, uh, 36 years old now. And he missed the Euro Cup, though that was due to injury, uh, but seems to be off the team now since he hasn't played since before the Euro Cup. Uh, Diego Costa. Uh, now we're talking about players really missing from the uh, uh, World Cup 2018 uh, because there are some, some uh, listeners who kind of follow these national teams from World Cup to World Cup. So uh, even though he and the following players weren't selected for Euro 2020. I'm just pointing them out uh, from the World Cup 2018. So De Costa not making Euro 2020 either, but he was a starter in the World Cup. Isco is also gone, uh, still playing club soccer, but uh, last appeared for the national team in June 2019. So he was, uh, again, a starter in the World Cup, but uh, didn't make the uh, Euro 2020. Andre Iniesta, uh, a starter in the World Cup, but he had retired by the time the Euro 2020 came around and uh, one of the key players of that uh, dynasty generation there. Uh, and David Silva, um, uh, also a starter in the World Cup, but had announced his retirement uh, before the Euro 2020. So these are some big names and we're not done yet. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the notable absent list. So we have one more thing to do and that is to go through and predict the starters uh, for the uh, Spanish team. And I'm going to actually use yellow, uh, the color yellow to indicate um, a kind of a rotation here. So, uh, Luis Enrique is the manager and will almost uh, definitely remain manager, although they did uh, uh, fire a manager shortly before a cup in recent times, but uh, I doubt that will happen here. Uh, for goalkeeper, we can be quite certain that Unai Simon is the starter. I'll just name the definite and likely candidates. So, we have Unai Simon as definite. Robert Sanchez as definite, and David Rea as likely. Uh, but uh, 
Unai Simon uh, definitely the starter there as he has started almost all of their games. In defense, it uh, is really uh, uh, a lot of players to deal with. So as a definite candidate, we have Pau Torres. And as likely candidates, we have Eric Garcia, Emmerich Laporte, and Inigo Martinez. And uh, there is quite a bit of rotation there. Uh, but I'm going to put Emmerich Laporte as a definite because I think if he's healthy, he will be uh, a starter. And, uh, oh, this could be controversial, but uh, I'm going to put Pau Torres. Of course, we need two, uh, two central defenders to start, but I'm going to put Pau Torres, uh, Eric Garcia, and Inigo Martinez as rotating, although I do think... Uh, um, uh, Torres and Garcia are probably the more likely candidates there. For left back, we have a bit of a rotation here. So in the past, it would have been uh, definitely Jordan Alba, but it's been fairly even uh, in recent times. So I'm going to put Jordi Alba and uh, Marcus Alonso as rotating uh, there. Jordi Alba... Um, having played in tournaments before, but Marcus Alonso not. Uh, for right back, we have the same situation. Cesar uh, Azpilicueta, the definite candidate, and Danny Carvajal, the likely candidate, uh, both seem to rotate. And to be honest, I've come to, to, come to believe that Spain is rotating these positions on, on purpose. So rather than a kind of a firm starter, with a backup, they're giving experience to two players by uh, alternating them in games so that they have both available uh, to start. Uh, central midfielders, uh, we have uh, Sergi Busquets. Uh, sorry, this is defensive midfielders. Sergi Busquets and, and Rodri as definite candidates. And uh, huh, a 4-3-3, only one of them can start. So uh, I think I'm going to... I'm going to guess that it's a rotation uh, of those two players uh, in their 4-3-3 formation. Of course, they could always change for a formation and go with uh, two, two central midfielders, but they've used a 4-3-3 all the way now, so I'm kind of working on that basis. I'm going to name the central midfielders here, uh, but actually we see that the... the, the actual central midfielders in that 4-3-3 formation are uh, Busquets and Rodri. So the central midfielders will play right or left midfield uh, actually gets complicated because some of the uh, wingers and attacking midfielders come back into this position, but uh, we'll try to handle it as best we can. So as definite candidates for players coded as uh, central midfielders, we have Carlos Soler and Gavi, and a likely candidate uh, for Marcus Lorente. But we'll actually talk about the position of left midfielder first. And uh, in that position, uh, it's a real mix, actually, of uh, Soler. So I'm just going to highlight these in yellow as alternate uh, players that uh, may alternate as starters. So uh, Soler and Gavi. And then uh, attacking midfielder Koke coming back to play in this role of left midfielder. And, uh, and Pedri, who actually played the role in the Euro Cup. So, again, I'm beginning to feel that um, Spain 
uh, are predictable in their formation, but not predictable in who goes into that formation and perhaps do that to be unpredictable. So I think any one of those could start. And uh, the four um, or some of the four will actually share the role uh different ones starting different games uh all four of those could also be on the right midfield but i'm gonna uh um add marcos lorente there as someone who might uh start a game uh as a right midfielder but as i say i think all five of those players will uh could well get starts Ooh, quite complicated and uh, no less complicated in the left forward role so we'll actually, uh, for Spain, because of the 4-3-3, we put left wingers and right wingers uh, into the forward category because they uh, generally will play left forward or right forward. And for left wingers, uh, also kind of a rotation is the best guess we can make. Uh, and the three players there are uh, attacking midfielders Pablo Sarabio, and he may start anywhere, left, right, or even as a forward. Uh, same with Danny Olmo, uh, generally on the left, but uh, could start in any of those three forward positions. And if he's fit, um, Mikel Oyarzabal. So, oops, uh, I can't really, I can't really um, uh, pin it down to a starter. However, I'm going to be bold on the right side on the right wing and say Terran Forez is a starter there. Again, he may start um, in a different position in that forward line, but uh, he's he's been fairly steady as the starting right winger. And same for the forward, uh, Alvaro Marata, I'm going to put as the default starter, but uh, we also have Olmo and Sarabia sometimes stepping into that position. So a lot of fluidity in the front line there. So I'll just go through those players uh, again because it was quite confusing. Um, so central midfielders, uh, Carlos Soler, Gabi as definite to make the squad. Marcos Lorente is likely to make the squad and all three of those as potential starters, uh, probably in a rotation. For left wingers, uh, we have Mikel Oyarzabal as possible, but that's largely because he uh, was a bit of an injury doubt but I think if he's back, he would be uh, a likely candidate. And uh, for right-wingers, we have a definite Ferran Torres and uh, a possible Jeremy Pino, who may show up, uh, but more likely a substitute if he's on the squad. Uh, but we put Ferran Torres down as, the, uh, as a definite starter on the right wing, or at least in the forward line. For attacking midfielders... Uh, we have definite candidates in Koke and uh, Sarabia and a likely candidate in Pedre. And uh, Koke and Pedre are more in the middle of the midfield and I think they'll be rotating starters. And Pablo Sarabia, actually I'm going to put him as a definite to start somewhere, uh, although where uh, is kind of up to question because he plays any of the positions on the front line. And for forwards, we have Alvaro Morato as a definite and Danny Olmo as a likely, but Danny Olmo uh, more often plays as the left forward, but does play any of those three positions. And so I think he'll be a rotating starter. Whew, that brings us to the end of the uh, predictions. And um, 
we will uh, uh, see if we can shed more light on this, but uh, I'm not sure there is more light to be shed if Spain uh, purposely kind of rotates positions, rotates starters, uh, so as to uh, remain a bit unpredictable. So keep in mind that we'll be doing an update as new information comes out. That will probably be in early to mid-November when the rosters are published, and we're going to do the podcast uh, once the final rosters are published, we can tell you who made the squad and also give any updates that are relevant, especially on injuries for Spain. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website, uh, uh, website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And uh, check the show notes. We've been improving the show notes. Uh, for links to our websites and previous podcast series, we've now made playlists uh, for each series on uh, YouTube. So thank you for listening, and I hope you join us for the next media cast. Bye bye. <laughs>